I love that bumper. It's so peaceful. Okay, my name is Lori. Good morning. Thanks for coming today. Um, ah, let's open up in a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you so much for your great, relentless love for us. Lord, we pray that you would just, you've set up this morning, you have welcomed us here. And so I just pray that we would just see you, that we would hear from you, that we would just experience your love this morning. We pray for your spirit to move, that you would help me to get out of the way. And Lord, may we just see you and just bask in your presence. In your sense, we pray. Amen. So speaking of amen, we're in the middle of our amen series, our conversation on prayer. And why do we pray? It's because God loves us. And he, we have this open invitation to be with him, to journey with him, to walk with him all day and every day. And prayer is kind of like this. Some of you know, um, know we, there's some of us that went to camp, and I was at camp. And the last night on Thursday, I volunteered in the nursery, uh, mostly because by then the kids are all tired and there's less kids. <laughs> and then we watch a movie. So, um, you know, I'm passing out all the goldfish to all the 20 kids, and I'm giving them water. And I'm like, okay, everybody has everything. I'm going to sit down and watch the movie with them. And so I sat down, and then there was this little cutie patootie. And she sees me, and she walks over, and she starts talking to me. And I, you know, I don't know what she's saying. But I'm like, oh, yeah. And then so she sits next to me, and then she kind of leans over. And then all of a sudden, she's like, she's leaning on me. And she's like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know what you think. And so, you know, and then we're just, then all of a sudden she picks up her goldfish and her cup of water and she like scoots on over and she just plops herself on my lap. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, this is what prayer is like. She doesn't have to say anything. I mean, she's saying stuff and I'm sure it's very important stuff. And I'm, I'm sure one day she'll be talking more and I'll know what she's talking about. But, you know, it's that just being with the person, you know, being with God, like plopping ourselves in his lap. Like we don't have to say anything or do anything, but just that communion and that presence with him. Like that is, if you can get out that imagery, that I think is what prayer is like. That God loves us and he wants to be with us. That there's nothing we can do that will make him love us more. And there's nothing that we can do that will make him love us less. That he loves when we commune with him, and that he loves when we commune with one another. And so last week we talked about praying for one another, that, that when we pray for others, that we are a bridge that connects, connects you know, the person that we're praying for with God. And today we're talking about receiving prayer, like receiving prayer. And Westlight, we are amazing givers. Right? If there's anything that needs to be done or given, we will give. You, we are so generous. And I think the one area that we can grow in is learning how to receive. We need to be better receivers. That's a challenge for us. And I know what all of you guys are thinking, like those of you who know me, like, girl, uh, you are the worst of us. <laughs> like, you are the worst of them all. Like, you need to practice what you preach. I know. I hear it. The Lord has been speaking to me. So I know. <laughs> you can tell, tell me because I need to learn. But I know. But receiving prayer can be so humbling, right? And especially if we ask someone to pray for us. Like, that is especially humbling. Because that means we need help. That means we're weak and we can't do it all on our own. 
right? And I don't know, like, I know you, I, I struggle with that, right? Because I want to be self-reliant. I want to be independent. I want it to be just me and God, because that's how it is, you know? Me and God, we can handle anything. And you know those songs that, like, you're all I need, you're all I ever wanted, and we're singing these worship songs to God. Well, you know what? That's not true, because God designed us, right? To be, yes, to be in relationship to him. Yes, we need to trust him. Yes, we need to rely on him. We get everything from us. He's our source. But he also created us to need one another. We need to need one another. That at the beginning of God's story and creation, right? What did he say? It's not good for Adam to be alone. We need each other. That's how God designed us to be. We need to need each other. And even Jesus needed his friends, right? Like we've seen Jesus at various times be sad when he was here on earth. We see him frustrated with his disciples. We see him angry with the Pharisees. One of his close friends died and we see Jesus weep. His heart broke for the poor and for the sick and the demon possessed. And last week we talked about how he was praying with his father and they were celebrating. Like we are almost at the end. We're there. We've done what we've come to do and we're, let's celebrate. But as he's celebrating, he kind of hits the wall, right? Like when they're, I don't know, I never ran a marathon, but I heard in a marathon, there's always that wall where you're like, ah, I could do it. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. And this is kind of what Jesus was going through when he got to the garden of Gethsemane. And so let's read um, Matthew 26, 36 to 44. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, John and James, along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell on with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And I didn't read that correctly because Hebrews 5 tells us that Jesus was crying out in pain. That if I was a good actor, I would have like screamed it out. But then, I don't know, I just would have ruined the whole thing, right? But he was crying out in pain. He was like so full of sorrow, weeping in sorrow. And then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then he went away for a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And when he came back, he again found James and John and Peter sleeping because their eyes were heavy. And so he left them and he went away. He went away once more and prayed for a third time, saying the same thing. You see, in his deepest need, Jesus turned to his father and he turned to his friends for support. He turned to John and James and, and Peter. And I, and there's, you know, Jesus is the son of God, but he wasn't afraid to ask for his friends to be with him. He wasn't afraid to be with God and, 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 and you know, I need my father right now or I need my friends to be with me. He wasn't concerned about like, well... 
if I ask James and John to go with me, like usually I'm the one in charge and people usually come to me and they're going to see me cry and be weak. And, you know, he wasn't concerned about that. He needed them. He didn't feel guilty, ashamed, or embarrassed. He knew they were exhausted, but he didn't say, oh, you know what? It's going to be a busy weekend, so I'm just going to let them sleep because it's going to be tough for them. No, he's like, you come with me. I know you're tired. You come with me. And I know I'm going, uh, going over there, and I need you, and I'm praying, and I'm like, I need you, and I come back in your sleep. Wake up. He doesn't say, oh, they're asleep. I'm just going to let them sleep. No, he's like, wake up. And he doesn't, you know, he comes back again and again, like he needs his friends. He needs his support. He's not like, well, you know, I'm the son of God. Hello. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to turn off my sorrow and my fear. And I'm just going to be the son of God because that's who I am. And I'm just going to push through it. No, right? He goes to his father and he asks his friends for support to be with him, to stay close to stay here and keep watch with me. And it's so strange to think about Jesus as needing his friends because he's the one that everyone would go to. He is always the one with the strong, you know, that's been the strong one. But Jesus prays to his father and he prays and he asks his friends to come. He needs his friends to come with him. And so in his humanity, Jesus longed for the presence of his father and he longed for the presence of his friends. In Matthew and Mark's gospel, right, they talk, he talks about Jesus um, going to pray three times. But in Luke's gospel, he, talks, you know, he kind of summarizes the description of Jesus praying. And then he includes a visitation of, of an angel. An angel comes to Jesus when he's, when he's crying and he's, he's crying out to God. And, and, and Luke tells us that the angel strengthens Jesus. The Bible doesn't tell us what the angel says, and actually Kotz is going to preach on this passage in a few weeks, but in my mind, and what I imagine is, you know, in Endgame, when Captain America, they're ready to go for that final war, you know, that battle, and Captain America says, no mistakes, no do-overs, look out for each other, this is the fight of our lives, like, in my mind, that's what the Spirit is saying, like, remember who you are, no do-overs. This is the fight of our lives because he's going against evil. So even Jesus needed to need. And he wasn't afraid of his weaknesses so much that, you know, he hid them at all costs. He was vulnerable. And he asked for his friends to be with him. And I think this is the key to having that intimacy with Jesus. That this is the key to um, developing that extraordinary close and loving and trusting relationship that he desires to have with us and that he desires for us to have one another. That it's by the sharing of our weaknesses as Jesus modeled, that it's by the sharing of our needs with others, that when we do that, we receive his grace and his compassion and his encouragement, that he tells us of all the the loving thoughts and feelings that he has for us. So we can stop looking like our lives are all together and perfect and in control, especially when we feel afraid and we feel anxious and insecure and we're like Jesus and we're freaking out. Like we can let that out. We can be who, how we're feeling. Jesus needed the support of God and his disciples, and so do we. And so last week, last week, I shared how um, Westlight has a prayer team, 
He's so giving. And last week, Debbie Wong shared about, uh, oh, okay, yeah, she shared. But okay, we, sorry, I just started. We have a prayer team. And Debbie Wong and Elaine Jimeno and Lin, Lin Yoon are the leaders of that team. And um, Debbie shared last week how we're all learning to practice together. Like, it's not just the prayer team that, you know, is in charge of all prayer. That in our vision of this ministry, we imagine, like, and why we have this sermon series is because we want everybody to be learning prayer and everybody to be praying for one another and supporting one another. And so um, last week, Debbie Wong spoke, shared her testimony. And this week, I asked Daniel Wong, who is not related to Debbie, but is related to me. Uh, just wanted full disclosure. And so if we can help Daniel, because he's helping someone else to come and share, please. Thank you. He's so helpful, and these people are not helping the helpful one. <laughs> but if we could have Daniel Wong come forward. Um, I asked him to share his journey, and he did this all on his own volition. It wasn't because his mother-in-law pressured him to, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He's so helpful. You were just helping someone right now, so thank you yep. for... Paul forced me. <laughs> thank you. Okay. So one of the things that I appreciate about you... <laughs> so far away. I don't, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like the nicest mother-in-law ever. Like, I that's what she wants me to believe. <laughs> I think that they want me just to get, let my guard down and that's when they're Ew. going to attack. Yeah, that's okay. why. You always got to be careful. <laughs> I can't trust. Okay. So one of the things that I really, one of the many things that I appreciate about you is that you are so helpful that you give of yourself. You, you help, even though you're leading worship, you're helping other people do their thing. Um, you're a part of every, you're on the board, you're on the prayer team. He's on the prayer team, he does the worship, he helps with the glow. I mean, you pretty much run the church. So thank you so much for being so generous with your talents and, and, and your gifts. And um, so I was wondering, how easy is it for you to need to need? Or how specifically, how comfortable are you to ask for prayer and to receive prayer? Unfortunately, I think for me, when I had to think about this question, I, it's not very easy for me um, to ask for prayer. Um, even being on the prayer team or even being a Christian for so long, it's actually kind of difficult. And I thought of myself when I was growing up to be a pretty open person, uh, to be very open with my emotions and how I'm feeling. But just something about asking for prayer, it's kind of very uncomfortable and... Um, yeah, it's, it's something that, it doesn't come very easy. It's not something that I, it's like easy for me to ask anyone or the prayer team to, to pray for me. It's, it's actually pretty tough. Thank you. It is hard. Just, yeah. So what are some of the thoughts that keep you from asking for help or asking you to receive prayer? Like what are some of the things that you hear in your mind when you think about, oh, receiving prayer? I think there are a couple things. So one thing is I really don't like burdening people with the things I'm going through. I don't want to take up people's time because um, everyone's so busy. Everyone has their own things to deal with. So for me, it's really hard to ask someone to like take time out of their day to listen to my problems, to not only listen, but also to pray and to sit and just to kind of invite God to speak. It's, I think that's, it's, a big, it's a big deal and to ask someone to do that. 
And I know that when someone asks me to pray for them, it's an honor, but I know it's, it's a very time-consuming thing sometimes. And so for me, I just feel very uncomfortable doing that. So that's one thing. And another thing is that sometimes I feel very apprehensive to share the struggles that I'm going through because I feel like they might look at me different or they'll judge me. You know, they're like, um, if I share something about like, yeah, I don't, I'm really getting tired of playing worship songs. And they're like, dude, you're the worship director. Uh, you really shouldn't have that problem. You know, and then they, you don't know, think of me. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a really bad worship director. And they're praying for me. They're praying that, you know, the demons leave me or that I'm, you know, something. You know, I don't know. That's just worst case scenario. But I'm just saying that those thoughts come into my mind that I worry about being judged, about maybe someone's perception or perception, a perception of me changing. No, that's, yeah. that's very real. That's true. I mean, we don't do that. I'm just saying, I, I understand how you feel. <laughs> okay, so what would help encourage you to ask for prayer? Like, what could, yeah, what could we do to help encourage you? Or what could, you know, we do to encourage one another to ask for prayer? I think it always, it's pretty simple. But I think for me, it's easy when someone asks. And, uh, you know, when they ask, I usually decline first. But if they're insisting, <laughs> then that helps. Because um, I know Courtney always asks to pray for people, and it's awesome. And I feel like, why not? Why not get prayed for? Especially someone that shows genuine interest in wanting to hear from what you're going through, or whatever you're, you're sick, or you're struggling, the issue you're going through, and they show a genuine interest. For me, that just means the world, mm -hmm. that I don't have to go out of my way to like say, oh, do you have like a few minutes we can pray together? But that they're like, oh yeah, you know, is there anything that you're going through? Is there something I, I can pray for you about? Um, that that just means I think that's just the, the world to me that that makes a big difference. Yeah. And then do you think like if the more people ask you, then it kind of gets you in that rhythm, and then do you think you'd be more apt to eventually ask people to pray for you? Yeah, I think so because I think when we were going to a lot of prayer meetings before and we were um, doing a lot of the giving and receiving prayer, I think that's when a lot of the momentum is going, and you're kind of just in that mode of trying to hear from God and praying and trying to hear from the Spirit. And so then when you kind of take a step back and you don't do that as much, I think you kind of forget mm. to include prayer in your life because, you know, days go by so fast and you try to, you're, you're, you know, a lot of us are just relying on our own power and our own understanding. And, you know, it's really hard to kind of take a step back and be like, wow, I should really give this up to God or wow, I really should ask God to help me and take a step back to pray. I think it's easy for us to forget about the power of prayer. And so I think the more that we do it, you know, the more comfortable we'll, we'll be and the easier it'll come to our minds to pray about things. Mm, well, that's good. That's good. Next time you could get the sermon on prayer. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So can you share a couple experiences you have when you receive prayer? Uh, yeah, I had two uh, experiences. So the first one was a place called Pie Hop, which is... I think it's in Pasadena, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's International House of Prayer. So I was confused when someone was talking about Pi Hop because I thought they did IHOP. So it's Pi Hop, it's prayer. So I went down and I heard wonderful things about Pi Hop. And I was like, oh, this is, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, they, they didn't even know me. They were strangers. And they, they said, oh, do you have an older brother who's sick? And I did have an older brother that was sick. And it was just amazing. And so I was really excited to go. And so I went and then I sat with, you know, they, you sit with two strangers, and then you go and you do two more strangers. And then for me, I was like, uh, that didn't really go as well as I thought. Like, because they were like, hey, it feels like you're a baseball player. And I'm like, 
Mm, no, I mean, I like the Dodgers, but I don't really play. He's like, oh, well, that's okay, that's okay. Oh, I feel like you have a younger sibling. I'm like, no, no, don't have a younger sibling, but uh, I would like, I would have liked one. Um, so that it, for me, it kind of just didn't really hit. It didn't really sink in. Um, but I think it was important just for us to go. Like I went with a group of friends, and we were just going just to try to receive God's word. And I think that's what we were there for, and even though we left kind of feeling iffy about the whole, I mean, at least me, a, a lot of them felt God. I don't want to poo-poo on Pie Hop, please. <laughs> don't let that be, don't let me be your uh, commercial for at Pie Hop. Um, but yeah, so I was, I think I was just grateful for the people taking time out of their time to try to speak into me. And even though it didn't really penetrate or really speak to me in the path that I was on currently, I think it was just a good opportunity to go. So that was one instance, and the other instance was when we uh, had our prayer team meeting, and we were there just to receive prayer from people at, in the church community. And I didn't know a lot of these people. They just came up to you, and they would just be like, these are the words that I'm getting, and this is what I want to pray into you. And um, this one lady, forgetting her name, <laughs> but anyway, that's not important. Uh, but she just was, was she, the words that she spoke to me, just very, it was just, it just sunk in immediately. And it wasn't something deep. It was just all metaphors. It was like, she just feels like, I see you as like a lion. And, um, you know, I feel like you feel very um, worried about what people think of you. And you've been very restrained because you're trying to fit into everyone's mold of what they think. And you're not thinking about what God has in store for you. You're not thinking about your true identity and all this stuff. And I was just like crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know you, but you're, I'm crying and I'm hugging you and I'm so sorry. But it was just raw and it's real and it's vulnerable. And sometimes God just does that. And it was amazing. And um, it was just like a holy moment right there. And it wasn't something that I expected and it's nothing that I ever experienced. And I'm not saying that's going to happen at, at, you know, a lot when you guys pray with someone, but just sometimes that the, the spirit will just speak into you through someone. And it was just powerful that they could just speak those words. And it was like almost exactly the words that I needed to hear um, just audibly from someone else. Um, and it was just amazing. And I, it was a moment I never forgot, that I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for oh, yeah. sharing. So brave. And I really, I did not pressure, twist his arm or bribe. But I really appreciate, I think I resonate with Danielle and how like, you know, we all are in this journey together and practicing prayer. And there are times, you know, like no one prays perfectly. And, and I think it's very wise of Daniel and for all of us, like if, if someone prays for us or even when someone preaches or in worship leaders to always practice discernment and wisdom and, um, you know, to really like, is this really like, like what Stan was saying, is this like aligned with scripture, our tradition, our experience and, um, but also to be open to receive, like, because God has so many, like, loving words and thoughts that he wants to, to tell us that, you know, remind us of who we are in him and, and our identity in him. And, and so that's so important. And, um, yeah, it's just such a blessing to we some of this happened at camp, too, where, like, they had these new pastors. Um, they just been started their church like six months ago. I started a new church. And, um and one of the uh, the speakers was like, oh, I'm going to, I feel like you need to come forward and we're going to pray for you. And then they just prayed for them. They probably, you know, they just shared these things of their heart. And just like Daniel, they're like, 
that's exactly what we're going through. And they felt so seen and so affirmed and so loved by God. And, and so that's kind of, you know, that God loves us. And he wants to remind us of who we are in him. And he wants us to be with him and trust in him and, and have that extraordinary close and loving and trusting relationship with him. And it happens when we're vulnerable. Like if we could stand up and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, I don't have my life all together. Yeah, you know what? I am self-reliant. And if we could just be vulnerable and brave and just go for, you know, go and, and receive prayer, that that's, would, I feel like that's like, you know, when that little girl sat in my lap, like that just brings so much joy to both of us, right? Because we're communing together and we're communing with one another. And so if you feel stuck, you know, maybe you've been praying for something and you're like, God and I are going to do this. There's this area in my life that I've just been working on. I've been praying, but nothing's happening. Then, you know, I invite you to, you know, I think God is inviting us to come and receive prayer. If you feel like you're struggling with fear or perfectionism or feeling like um, you're inadequate, I mean, those are just mine, but like you might have your own, but if, you know, if that's something that you're like experiencing, then um, God is inviting us to come, like, plop ourselves in his lap and be with the people who are, who are our bridge, who can connect us with him and, and just be with him and hear the loving thoughts and feelings that he has for us. Or maybe, you know, as I've been talking, you know, you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe Jesus needed his, his disciples to be with him. I can't believe Jesus needed God because he was God. And, and if you struggle with, like, self-sufficiency and being independent, and I think God is just inviting us to come and to be with him and to commune with him. And so, you know, you, you know, it's, it's hard to change overnight, you know. But we have this spirit who, and we have a God who loves us. And he wants us to experience that transformation, that change. Because he wants us to experience more of his love. And he wants us to be able to love one another at a greater capacity. Because that's, a, this, that's what his gospel is all about. And so we invite you, we, you know, at, at every sermon in this in series, we've, we've wanted to provide an experience for everybody. And so the prayer team is going to be available um, to pray for us if you want to receive prayer. Um, so they're going to be in the back. And, you know, we just, we need each other, and we need to need each other. And so this is an opportunity. It's not your only opportunity. Again, our vision is that we would be able to pray for one another all the time. But if you feel like, you know, the Spirit, even if you want to, say, you know what, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, I can't do this on my own, I need God and I need my friends to come around me, to be with me and support me, then I am, you know, God is inviting us to pray, to, have, to be, you know, to receive prayer. Or maybe it doesn't even have to be friends. If you have someone that's next to you that you feel more safe and comfortable with, then, you know, ask them to pray for you too. But we really want, you know, God is inviting us to connect with him. And, and the people on the prayer team, they are safe people. They will not judge or criticize you. They will keep whatever you share confidential. And they really just want to remind you of the many, many loving thoughts and feelings that the Father has for you. And so I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. And they're going to play two songs. And I'm going to ask the prayer team to go in the back. And if you feel like um, that this is something that you want, if you want to receive prayer, then um, 
eventually, yeah, as, as they begin to play, I'm going to lead us kind of in a time of quiet and meditation. And then if you feel like that's something that you want, you can feel free to go back and ask for prayer. They're the smiling people. Um, if you feel like, you know, I'm not ready yet, I'm struggling with the Lord, or maybe you just need time to just understand, because a lot of times I'm like, Daniel, I don't know what I'm feeling, and I don't know what I need, but if you need that time to be in the presence of the Lord, um, then you can have that, you have that time as they sing. And also, you know, if you're like, just want to sing and sing your praises to the Lord, you can stand up and sing with the worship team too. But let's go to prayer.